Features up, rolling, sound speeds, and action. I'm gonna cut all that shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping you won't put that shit on. Yeah, like, we're not putting none of that in the episode. <laughs> I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Like, it's like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. it was still right there up in the air. All right. Mm, well, now we're just going to tease people with it because they're not going to know what I'm talking about when I say I'm cutting all that out. <laughs> and we're going to start right here with a all right, all right. <laughs> we are back. Another episode of The Fourth Wall. 26. Episode 26. That's right. I am your host, the uh, the lovely, the lovely, <laughs> the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> I'm the lovely Jeff Wood, and I am here with the. Uh, oh, what are you today? Uh, what am I today? <laughs> what are you today? You are the scholarly Henry Marquis. I like that. Yeah, you go. Sco- you know what? Look at, yeah, I see? like that. See? I like that. You be scholar. thinking that all my adjectives for you, you're not going to rock with, but there you go. You are <laughs> the, the scholar. Just <laughs> <laughs> You over here Q-dogging? Yep. <laughs> all right. So I am here with the scholarly Henry Marquis. We are here for another episode of The Fourth Wall. Y'all know what we do around here. We talk film. We talk acting. We talk TV. We talk all that stuff. We just get it going. Uh, but before we dive into, you know, what what's come out this week and all that kind of stuff, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired as always but i'm good man tell me about it, it it's crazy because uh i started doing like this docuseries for this company and uh we ended it today oh nice yeah i did i just have to do a couple like actual shots on my own mm-hmm. so some like b-roll cool. stuff yeah because i guess the camera guy didn't do a good job so ah got you I'm doing that's that but right. that's, you told me about that <laughs> yeah so that's like on my own time but i got picked up to do two other gigs nice. so there, there's shows but one's a seven show thing and uh another one is uh this one showcase Nice. So I'm trying to rig up my both of my cameras now, and I'm like, shit. I have one. I have a one full rig, mm-hmm. but now I got to rig up the second one. Oh. So I started looking at parts, like you know, just like a cart, and right. I started ordering stuff. And I'm gonna be good to go by Wednesday. I start Saturday, and then the seven show one is gonna be May 29th, and just like I think in uh, I think it's gonna be like once or twice a week. For okay. about seven ones, and then I'm probably gonna be tired as shit. But hey, yeah, you are. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know what though? Tell um, me, a lot tell of people don't it. know this, but I'm actually going for my master's, and it was a it was business first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. So I had a chance to change it, and after doing all this research, I kind of changed it. Word. Digital marketing. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you're getting your master's in digital marketing. Yes. Oh, we have to talk yes. off the mic. Let's go. <laughs> we have to talk later about that. I did not know you were doing that. And we, I got a lot to say. All let's right. go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to spill too many of the beans on the air, but we're going we gonna to definitely go. have let's convos go. about that. And that's why I brought it up because I know you're in. Y- yes. You already know. Yep. So, okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, uh, something I wanted to tell you when we were talking about it a second ago, but I can tell you now because whatever, we're rolling. But um, you might like... To come through and audit my class this week, uh, we're we're doing this scene that's kind of all about uh, like the the main character that's that we're all playing is it's like a poker game kind of thing, yeah. but the whole thing is like delivering everything with our eyes. Oh, nice! And so for you, with the way we're going to be shooting it, with the different angles and everything, I think you might enjoy it. So oh, if, definitely! If yeah, you if yeah. you're free, you should roll through. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, but anyway, okay. Let's dive into this stuff. Let's start talking about what's been going on. Uh, it's wasn't really a lot of trailers for movies that came out this week so far. 
No, but I do. There are two of them that I do want to roll into. Oh, get it, get it, go for it. So, did you see the one for Angel Has Fallen, Gerard Butler? Oh my god! Okay, I did see that. Okay, I did the the third Has Fallen film. Yes, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was excited about it. I enjoyed the movies, and to see there's a third one, I didn't even think it would be possible. Mm. So I like how the they just released the one on Netflix. The what was it? It was the first one of the three. Olympus. Olympus has fallen, yeah. Because the second one was what, London? London? Yeah. Right. So I was happy to see that. And then sure enough, saw the trailer for that one. I think it was kind of like a marketing thing. Like, all right, let's put this on so people still remember it's here. Right. And then throw it out there. So I'm excited about that one. Really? Yeah. And then. I didn't have the greatest feelings about really? those films. Oh. I was entertained by the first one. Um, but I felt like. I felt like the, the Gerard character. Mm-hmm was a little too always on top of it you like to me i felt like the film was very much a diehard-esque kind of film i think that's why i liked it but what i but what diehard did is that diehard gave you scenes where bruce willis was losing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and he had to fight his way through Mm -hmm. gerard in olympus has fallen he was never losing he was always kind of just making it through the situations yeah and I felt like there wasn't enough struggle in it for for that kind of story. It just seemed like it was too easy of a path to the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember London too much. I think I kind of like half watched it on Netflix or something like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I felt kind of similarly. It was about the same, yeah. He's yeah. just getting right through. You know, he's going to get the shit done. And like, yeah, you know. like with, for me with movies like that, like I, I like that main character to to struggle a bit. Like mm-hmm. it's. The payoff is better at the end if it wasn't an easy road, you know? Mm. And obviously, it's not easy necessarily when this guy's, like, shooting at you and stuff. But it just seemed like every fight he went into, he walked out without a scratch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know? See, for me, it was straight into the action. I think that's why. It's like, all right, well, he's not struggling. Cool, he's getting shit done. But it's straight into the action. So for me, it was like, all right, it was more 80% of it. Cool, let's get to it. That's what I like. But uh, another one was Anna, I think. Anna. Anna. Yeah. Basically, it's like Lucy. It's like producers of Lucy. I don't think I saw that one. No, you should see it. And I want to hear your opinions on it. It's a, yeah. I'm, I'm not as excited, but I do like where it's going. So is the people behind Lucy? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, which says a lot. So, so it's Luke Besson. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It said the producers of Lucy. Then it's probably Luke Besson. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he did Lucy and yeah, Fifth Element and all that other stuff. Basically this secret agent spy assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing yeah. like a model. Or an... Oh, you know what? I did see that trailer. You did? Okay. I did. Yes. Okay. So that one actually, it does look okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I remember, I remember it now because I remember being rather impressed at the physicality of the main actress. Mm-hmm. And them actually sticking with some of the fight sequences a little bit, you know, like they it you could tell that it wasn't really being completely masked by quick cuts. Yes, exactly. And so I I remember seeing it and being kind of uh kind of impressed by that. And that's right, because Helen Mirren's in it and like Luke Evans. Okay, yeah, Killian Murphy's in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. I I remember now. I I think it's like I think the lead actress she's she's more of an unknown, right? Yeah, yeah. I think she was in something else, but I can't really remember. I mean, she looks familiar, but probably not. Maybe she just looks like someone else. Yeah, no, I think I think she's legit just like a model. 
that is now acting. Uh, I want to say she was in that like Valerian movie. Uh, you know, it was one the, from like last year yeah. or a year before. I think it was a year before. Yeah. Year before. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it came out and it kind of bombed. But, yeah, yeah. But because, yeah. yeah, who was the star in that? That other model girl was a star of that, right? The girl with the eyebrows. I know you're talking about. I don't know her name. Yeah, but I think Gina Kara, was in it too. Kara something. Kara, Della, Della Veen or Della something. I don't know her name. Kara Eyebrows. Yeah, Kara. <laughs> yeah, Kara Eyebrows. Her, no, yeah. for real. No, she no, was, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the main girl for Anna was was in that in like a bit role but i don't think she's done really anything other than that i think i want to say that she might have been in like a kanye west video or something <laughs> like you know like yeah but uh okay but yeah, I, I do remember i feel the like there's a couple of other trailers i saw it in like the trailer oh like in, in the theater yeah xd surround sound that shit was tight yeah yeah but um i'm pretty sure there was like, i think another one i can't remember so i guess it's not even that important mm. but aladdin came out of course, it came out. I mean, in the trailer, in the oh, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, eh, okay, here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's next week, man. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Or th- this week, I guess. Yeah, technically. This week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should oh, be fun. Man. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta go see that. It's man. getting, it's getting closer. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about a couple of trailers I saw for some shows that I thought uh, were pretty decent. Did you see the full first look trailer for Batwoman? No, no, I no? haven't. I haven't. Okay, so you know we were talking about the teaser they yes, released before yes. that was like fifteen seconds long mm-hmm. or whatever. That's what they, I've seen. Yeah, they did a full first look supercut trailer. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't seen it. So really looking through like the whole season and all mm. that, and it looks good, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, it looks nice. like it fits perfectly into the Arrowverse, and it also looks like it's going to go even like darker in tone than even Arrow did. Hmm. Which makes sense when you think about Gotham and all of that. Like it, it totally makes sense. But yeah, I I just like what CW is doing with all of those, and I think this is gonna breathe some new life into mm-hmm. some of those things, especially as far as doing the crossovers and you know That's the the, the next Crisis crossover is gonna be pretty is gonna be pretty good. I think when you add her into it. Uh, but yeah, and then you know they're taking they're they're able to go places that they haven't been able to as much before like ruby rose's character is a lesbian mm-hmm. and like all things like that where it's like they haven't been able to do that too much they've branched into it in supergirl with having uh i know there's there are lesbian characters in supergirl uh not supergirl but there are other characters that are i know what you're talking about yes okay Took and and they went the they've also it's not arrowverse uh technically but the the older daughter in black lightning mm-hmm. she's also gay like they're they're starting to to branch more and more into the inclusion and in, uh diversity with not only you know ethnicities but also lgbtq and all that and so it's just it's good to see them be able to you know branch and uh and just expand the inclusion yeah um but yeah, outside of that, it just it looked good. It looks like it's gonna fit nice. well. Like it looks like one that I'll watch. <laughs> you know, that's good. So yeah, I was definitely excited to see that. When does that come coming out? It should be this fall. This fall, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so it'll it'll start back when everything else comes back because you know we just had the finales for everything else. Like Flash just ended and all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how last week we were like, does it end this week? Do we have four more episodes? I thought that too. And then like it was it. They yeah. came in. It was like, nope, that's the finale. Because I had kind of remembered the teaser for the 
from the last week for the the, the week mm-hmm. following saying that it was the finale, but I couldn't remember if that was like really what I saw or not. But Man, it I was, was. I was upset. It was the finale. It was a good finale. Though. It was. It definitely like they they wrapped things up and. But we're. I I got some. We've talked. I got some questions still up in the air about that finale. Like, what's up with Cisco? Like, <laughs> why why he a fuck boy? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, how you leave a team hanging like that? How you gonna get rid of your powers when really your powers have saved them in all the last ninety seven missions? Like, come on, bro. Like, you yeah. can't just. And if you're gonna do it, you can be discreet about it. And you I can't mean, just not tell no. You ain't even tell Flash, bro. I know. How you, hey, Cisco? <laughs> I need you to buy me. Your, oh, bro, I can't do it. I should have known when they first created the little like device that creates the portals mm-hmm. that they were going to eventually like get rid of him because otherwise you don't you don't need him because nah, you can yeah. do it with the things. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I ain't talking about fuckboy Cisco no more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But did you see the trailer for? There's a new Fox series called Next. The 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 AI one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. So. I thought that was interesting because you can tell they're they're doing kind of a Black Mm Mirror-esque kind of show. And I also noticed that the trailer called it an event series, which I think means that it's only going to be like not a full show. Like I think it's going to be, you know, a certain amount of episodes and then that'd be it. What? Yeah. Which I'm kind of okay with because for me, I feel like Shows like that with that kind of subject matter, mm-hmm. I hate when they have to try to stretch it out, you know, because it feels like one of those things where it's like, all right, after a certain amount of episodes, like you're done, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know what I mean? There are certain shows where the subject matter feels like it can't extend, but then you really can, like a prison break, right? Yeah, yeah. You hear the concept for that, and you're like, all right, well, after the first season, like, that's it, right? Like, what else can you do? Either they get out or they don't. Mm-hmm. But they were able to really make that show work for four or five seasons, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, some seasons weren't as good as others, but they were able to make it work. But then there were certain shows, to me, that they have concepts that just don't really work, you know, mm-hmm. in a long-term thing, but they try to make it work because that's how shows are. They have to make seasons and try to get picked up. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I so I like the concept of this coming in and just being like, look, we just want to give you this content that's good. And then we're going to back out on top, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> you know, and before you start thinking it gets stupid. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but speaking of, you see the... The supercut trailer for Black Mirror? I did. That looks good. It does. It does. It does. Are you a fan of Black Mirror? Yes and no. Yes, as in I'll watch it when it's there and like, all right, cool. I'll sit and actually pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. No, in the sense that I'm not looking at it like, oh, when does it come out? Let me watch this. You know? Got you. Kind of keeping my shit together. Like, all right, I got to watch this because it's on. You know? Got you. Got you. I have a confession. I've never seen Black Mirror. Ah, no. Yeah. I... And I know, I know that I can just pick up at any time and jump in because it's Pretty like a much, Twilight Zone yeah, kind of thing. So yeah. it doesn't matter what story you pick mm-hmm. up at. I know I'll get it. I don't know. It's just like, it just seems so daunting of a task to, <laughs> to jump into Black Mirror. That's I don't why, know why. If it's like on my uh, suggestions and all right, cool. You know what? Let me, which let me actually 
going to a different tangent. Okay, get it. Badlands, Into the Badlands. I watched the first, uh, I think it was the first season, third episode, because I think I watched the first episode, I forgot when it was. Okay. But, yeah, I couldn't stick to it. Yeah. The, the s- fighting scenes were cool. Like, all right, they did great work. Mm-hmm. I, it was the storylines, yeah. right? It just didn't hold you. No, it wasn't enough for me to hold. So I'm like, you know what? I'll let yeah. you go. Yeah. And I still say that at some point I may at least attempt the second season because I, I know that with a show like that, it may take some time mm-hmm. for them to really get the storylines to start working well. You know, sometimes that first season just, it's the stuff that was more conceptual versus like what actually works once we're in the swing of it yeah so maybe they got better but yeah i'm with you that first season it was just like i realized that i was just watching it just to watch the fights and i was like i I don't need to watch a whole show just to like pick up some fight scenes yeah i was fast forwarding to see the next fight scene pretty much yeah oh it was another movie that this isn't necessarily a new trailer but they're starting to air it again more and play it in theaters have you seen the trailer for that movie yesterday remind me but so what i really like about this trailer it's not the kind of movie that i probably would even would land on my radar normally but i really like the concept of it i think it's original you know mm-hmm. and it's this this guy who's a struggling musician and he's just you know doing parties and stuff like playing guitar and whatever and something happens where like all the power goes out and like he has an accident because um, he's like riding his bike or something and like all the power goes out like like in the world or some shit like it's just like everything goes black for a second and then and then comes back and later on once he you know gets better he's like sitting at a table with some family and friends or whatever and he starts singing uh, I think he starts singing yesterday like the the Beatles song mm-hmm. and nobody knows the song. And so they're like, when did you write that? And he's like, it's the Beatles. What are you talking about? And they're like, who are the Beatles? And so he realizes that everyone in the world has somehow forgotten the Beatles. Like they don't know they ever existed. But he still remembers the Beatles and all their songs. And now he is becoming famous for recording and performing all the Beatles songs. Because to everyone in the world, they're like the greatest songs they've never heard. And he's just like cheating and like remaking all the Beatles songs. I feel like I did see this. <laughs> it just looks yeah. like it's just such an interesting concept, mm-hmm. you know. And I like I just you know for me I like when people just go original and mm-hmm. you know it's not about reboots and jumping into a franchise that people know and all this kind yeah. of stuff. It's just like it's just funny to me, you know. And it's like like Ed Sheeran is all in it, and it's a bunch of you know. It's oh, like okay, no, I haven't seen it. So, yeah, it's just it, it's just an interesting concept to me. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm probably going to end up watching that <laughs> because it just seems funny, you know? Yeah. So, okay. But speaking of yesterday, did you watch See You Yesterday? I didn't. You haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So I watched it. You did? I did watch it. I have thoughts. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are them thoughts? What are them thoughts? Okay. So... For those that don't remember, you know, See You Yesterday was the the Netflix film we were talking about a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. about uh, the black kids that uh, they figure out time travel and they're going to try and save the girl's brother from being shot by the police and all that. So I still say conceptually, great concept. I, I like where they were going with it. 
I think the that it was directed well. I, I see what people are saying about this director being, you know, pretty good, especially for being relatively new. Um, there's also a really cool kind of nod in the beginning. Uh, the girl's teacher is Michael J. Fox. Oh, what? And nice. there's like one line he says that is definitely, he says like Great Scott or something. So it, like, it, it was really cool to see him just do a nod to Back to the Future yeah. with them doing this whole time travel thing. So that was cool. Um, I will say, though, the acting was a little amateur at times. In what sense? It just... And there's nothing wrong with actors being new. Mm-hmm. But to me, there were times where it just really felt like they were new. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's... Because the actors, I don't know like where they got them from. I don't know if it was, you know, just connections or what. I don't know, you know, what their process was. But just some of the actors and or some of the characters, it just felt very like, the acting felt very student filmish at times. Hmm, okay. You know? And who knows? Maybe it's stuff that most people won't notice, you know? Because I look at acting a little differently than a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, because I was going to say if... Uh... I mean, granted, from the 26 or 25 episodes that we've done, we know that it could be the director as well. Could be. So, could like, be. I, 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 I don't in what sense. Yeah, I don't know if that was necessarily the case here. Um, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But I just think that some of the actors were just a little more novice than mm-hmm. others. Okay. Um, and, it, and I think it became apparent at times. Hmm. Um, but I don't want to go into, like specifics on that too much just because i don't i'm not trying to shit on an actor you know or anything like that i'm not trying to like down anyone for being newer to the industry that's not a bad thing you Mm -hmm. know but just me watching i there were things where i felt like oh that feels just like it it took me out of it mentally because i was like i was able to critique a little too hard ah you know but outside of that like I said, well-directed, still love the concept. I don't think they I don't think they fully executed on the delivery of it. And the main reason I say that, it, you'll, you'll see eventually when you watch it, mm-hmm. the ending. I, I'm, I wasn't happy with the ending. Uh. I felt like it, it gave me one of those feelings where literally when it ended, I like went. I, I like rewound thirty seconds to like see like did I miss something? Oh, like one it was of those. one of those. Yeah, and like yeah. literally the credits started, and I was like, "Well, then why'd I watch it?" <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one of those. Yeah, yeah. And so I, oh, I man, just I, I was too dis- old. You're talking about? Yeah, I was just disappointed that it ended the way it did because I felt like what they were working towards could have been so much more than where they cut it off. Yeah, yeah. And it's a short movie. It's like an hour and 27 minutes. It's like super short. So you can knock it out Mm -hmm. really quick. Um, But yeah, those are just my thoughts on it as I was watching it. You know, I'll be curious to know your thoughts when you you get through it. But uh, yeah, that's just, that's where my head was at. Uh, All right. All right. I'm I'm trying to catch that today. Yeah. Uh, I've watched a bunch of stuff this week. Oh, I also saw uh, The Sun is Also a Star. Oh, yeah. I watched it because, uh, you know, I was I'm, I'm not only a, you know, a big fan of Yara and all the stuff she does, but I just really love the. We talked about it. I, I love the fact that it's a film with 
a black girl and an Asian guy and like yeah. all of that. How'd you like it? I thought it was good. It's it's good. It's not um it definitely falls very much in line with a lot of young adult stuff. You know, it's it it's not going to stand head and shoulders above the genre. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. it's it's not gonna elevate the genre in any way, but that doesn't mean anything negative about it. It's just it falls very much in line with, you know, young adult films. Mm-hmm. I thought the way things were shot were very interesting. The, oh, I wish you had seen it because you, you could definitely speak to this. Um, everything was very high contrast. Really? Yeah, like really high contrast. Like the, uh, like all the whites like were almost to the point of overexposure. It was like, mm. it was really like there were, it was tons of like light bleeds and lens flares and like just, I felt like it was to the point where it was mostly intentional just because Seems yeah, seems like it. I mean, obviously they they shot it all that way, and I'm it, intentionally right. Mm-hmm. But I I thought that it may have been also kind of symbolic to just the whole theme of the sun and the stars and all that. Like maybe it was more symbolic in that way that it was kind of representing the the light overexposing, you know, the mm-hmm. overexposure of the light and just kind of bleeding through and all that. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just it was very. It was very interestingly shot. It also, they were very slow with their focus pulling. So there were a lot of times where things were out of focus longer than you would expect them to be. Hmm. But again, it was clearly a stylistic thing. And it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It was just something that I noticed. You know, it was, it was very apparent to me that I was like, oh, they're like, they, they gave that a little more time to get into focus or probably to get the viewer just like adjust more, give a sense of adjusting to something new. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It was just, it was, it was very interesting. You you haven't seen that. And actually you haven't seen that. Wow. Yeah. That's good. So that was, that was interesting. And then I will say that something that I wish they did more with the shots um, that I think could have actually helped the story a bit was Whenever they had when the, all the scenes with with the two leads, so especially in the process where they were all where they were like falling for each other, mm-hmm. right? All of the coverage of the two of them in the conversations was very like forty five degree shot. Hmm. Okay. And what ended up happening to me, and what I think could have ended up making things land a little heavier is if they would have done true over-the-shoulder shots for the coverage. Mm. Because what ended up happening to me when you shot it very 45-degree angle was that as they spoke to each other... You didn't know who to focus on when they were speaking? No, no, no. Because I'm talking, you know, singles mm-hmm. shots, Oh, right? okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, uh, not two shots. I'm mm-hmm. talking about actual singles. Uh, and they were generally all clean singles because mm-hmm. of that angle. You know, mm-hmm. they couldn't really get over the shoulder. So... What ended up happening in these clean singles is because of the angle of it and where the camera was, them speaking to each other had them looking very much off camera. Mm-hmm. And it was, it kind of turned ah. all of their shots into a little bit more of like a quarter profile. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. And so I see it. What I think was lost was those moments when they would be like gazing into each other's eyes. You couldn't really see it as much because of the angle. 
You know what I mean? You couldn't connect to the person's eyes because you didn't really get a straight shot on them. Yeah, yeah. And so we could watch them falling for each other, but it didn't feel like we were there. Okay. You know what I, I mean? The, I wonder if that was a choice too. I, I mean, because I mean, it is implied that you know, well, you're not gonna let, you're not gonna make me fall in love with you one day. You know, maybe we're. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen the movie, so I'm right. Not at the but end if, of it's more clear. No, it's just. And again, this is something that I don't know if most people would ever notice. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's just I know it's the way I watch movies, mm-hmm. but I think that because of the way that people feel things without knowing why they feel them. I think that we would have felt for their love a little more, more mm. if we could actually feel like we were looking into their eyes more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I'm giving them too much credit. Maybe they just... I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know the reasons why. I don't know, you know, why they chose to pick what angles they chose and this and that. Mm. But it just felt like the coverage would have subconsciously let us fall in love with their love a little more yeah, if yeah. we would have been looking directly at their faces Versus looking at quarter profiles for most of the conversations. Understandable. You know, because we couldn't even really get like, because of how angled it was, they couldn't even really cheat to camera. Hmm. Uh, uh You know what I mean? Just because of how far to the side the camera was. So it was really like almost profile shots for a lot of their conversations, which you can't really get emotional connection through a profile, Mm -hmm. you know? So... That was interesting to me. I I don't know what the reasons were for it. And again, that's not to say that it was shot poorly or anything like that. It's just, it was an interesting choice. And I personally, I felt like I would have connected with their love a little more if I could have looked into their eyes a little more, Mm. you know? Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it was, it was acted well. It was performed well. I mean, I I thought they, you know, they did a good job. It was just, I just found that it like a very interesting, interesting choice to, to kind of stick with those angles. And so I was like seeing that and seeing the slow focus pulling and see, like seeing the overexposed light. And I was just like, all these choices, I want to know why, <laughs> you know, I just like, my mind was everywhere. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, solid film, you know, like I said, very much in line with young adult stuff. Mm. Okay. I'm like, yeah. Uh, what else was announced this week? Oh my God. Oh my God, the one that made me the most excited this week. Did you see the Rick and Morty announcement? I didn't. You didn't? I didn't. I didn't, but I'm excited. Season four, November. Finally. Is coming back. I you you know me. I love this show. Yeah. And I think it's so genius. And I'm so excited for this show to come back. It's hilarious. I love the marathons. I am I'm like curious. And kind of scared about the show coming back, though. You you do know that after after season three aired, after they went, they had a bunch of like contract dispute stuff that kind of left them coming back up in the air for a while. Mm-hmm. But once they solved all that, you know, the show got picked up for seventy more episodes, right? No. Yeah, they did an order for seventy more episodes. Wow. And so far, in seasons one, two, and three. I think two of them had were 10 episodes long and one was 11 episodes mm-hmm. long. So I don't know if that means that we should expect seven more seasons or if that means that they're now going to do like 20 plus episode seasons. I don't to I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you like make up for that. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, they ordered 70 more episodes. And the way they work, you know, if it's if they're sticking with the same episode length throughout the seasons, then like, damn, yeah, they already do several years in between each season. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, how long are we going to be waiting to watch all this? I, I don't know. That's exciting, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it no matter what, but it's just like my favorite episode is the purge one. <laughs> and then the other one is the council of ricks when they're all basically trying to kill rick yeah and he goes to the evil rick uh-huh <laughs> that shit's humor oh, and man. the morty dome with just poking him <laughs> dude <laughs> there's so many good episodes in that show and they're all so smart yeah it's so smart and i love the way they tie things back you know there's so many things that the more i watch the show the more i like pick up stuff that i never noticed before like what like, okay, so Jerry, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorite characters, just because he just gets picked on so much. And it's like, he just wants to be a good guy. Like, he's really just trying, but like failing. Um, So you see the way that his character is, the way that everybody kind of picks on him. He's like super pushover, right? Yeah. But I don't think Jerry's supposed to be that way. What do you mean? Okay. So think about the first season, mm-hmm. right? For the first few episodes, they were on uh they were on one earth, right? Yes. And then the uh the 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 love potion episode where they ended up turning everybody to like those crazy monsters. Yeah. You know? And then Rick and Morty end up leaving that earth and, and going to an, the other one, right? Mm-hmm. They replace themselves in the in the other dimension. Think about that episode. And think about how Jerry acted when things started going bad. He got really tough. He was running around with a shotgun. He was like driving through everybody. Remember? And okay, yeah. Uh, and at the end of that episode, Beth and him, like Beth is talking to him about like, remember, she's like, is it bad that I don't really miss Rick and Morty? And like, mm-hmm. she like was like super in love with him and all that. Like, yeah. I think that's how Jerry's supposed to be. They just ended up on an earth where he's a complete pushover. <laughs> okay. And you, and you also think about the episode where where Morty and uh, Summer end up back there where the the old like the old Jerry, Summer and Beth, they like kind of hold them hostage for a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh that, yeah, you're that right, Jerry you're is right. still tough. Yeah, he's like that, yeah. super big and buff, and like it, you know, it's just like yeah. it made me think when I watched him again. I was like, wait, this Jerry acts totally different than the Jerry throughout the rest of the seasons. That makes sense because when they go through the different universes on when they're looking at their like BRs yep. and they see like how he's an actor and they fall back in love because of the abortion and uh-huh. yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, sense. I right. think you're I right. think you're Jerry right. is actually like he has way more of a spine or is supposed to, yeah. you know, the original Jerry did. I think it's just this Jerry that's more of a pushover. I love it when they go on that planet and I think it's supposed to be like a therapy thing for their marriage. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. <laughs> and then you see how he's just coming out that little device and he's all big and buff he's uh-huh. like oh now he knows like hi i'm jerry hi i'm J-. <laughs> and then she's just like oh, bruh <laughs> she's like you were so close oh that was hilarious yeah yeah that show is just humor it's such a good show mm-hmm. I, yeah i'm i cannot wait now like november all right i'm ready like let's do <laughs> yeah. it uh okay i didn't uh-oh 
<laughs> so we have to talk about this. Like, we have to. But, like, Robert Pattinson as Batman. Okay, but let. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Does this mean he'll be a vampire bat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that was coming up. I mean, all the jokes are there. Come on. I'm leaving him open for that. Okay. So with the direction it's going, I don't know. We might finally get it aside from our Shazam and Wonder Woman, maybe. But who knows if they've done their research with, you know, the comics, maybe. Maybe. Because I'm not necessarily going off of that specific, like, all right, well, he's going to be Batman. I'm going off. All right, let's go in the direction. Like, who's directing it? Have, how are they going to direct him? You mm-hmm. know? So I don't we know, we know it's the Matt Reeves movie. We like it's it's a different, obviously another different iteration of Batman. Yes, but look, I, I'm trying not to do the very thing that I always tell everyone not to do. Right? <laughs> I don't want to turn this into get your drinks ready. I don't want to turn this into Heath Ledger, where everybody's like, no, not the dude from Ten Things I Hate About You, and then he comes out exactly. and everybody's like, oh shit, we should have shut up because he was actually great in it. So it's definitely a possibility that he could be great in this thing. But I understand it's sounding ridiculous. Of course. <laughs> and for me, it's mostly, I just feel like he doesn't seem old enough. It looks like he's going to be much younger, of course. Uh, probably before, because we already get, got that timeline with Ben Affleck, which is obviously much right, after. Right, that's the later Batman. So is this going to be, like, I don't know but if it's going to tie in. It can't be the beginning of batman again like they nah. can't give us another origin i they better not <laughs> give us another damn origin no like i do not want to see his parents die again i don't care i got it yeah we're I good who knows who knows where it's going but he just seems young yeah i also can't picture him as bruce wayne but you can as batman i'm not or saying more that so I, or more so batman because I, I would expect you to say more batman than bruce wayne well here's the thing like I feel like when it comes to Batman, mm-hmm. it ends up being a little easier, right? It always it all depends on the direction they take for the Batman. Mm-hmm. How dark you want the night to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it it depends on the version of it, right? Because like you think the Christian Bale version of Batman was very much the I'm going to talk with a different voice and the, you know that whole thing where the Ben Affleck version was like he has like a vocoder on his throat and like he's talking normal but they hear it differently and like oh in that all, sense okay, okay all these little things where it's like once you put the the cape and cowl on and anybody, all that yeah. anybody can end up looking tough mm-hmm. as batman you know what i mean you think about all the different actors we've had play batman sure some have stood out above others but none of them really looked bad as batman yeah okay it's uh, to me where well, you kind of lose unless you're looking at the like what 1960 something one where oh the adam west <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> adam west yep <laughs> no he looked great as batman <laughs> Forget you, man. Doing his little dance. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine if we brought that back. Oh, I, we oh. need that Batman that that bat suit to come back. <laughs> Just it's nothing. not bulletproof. It's nothing. It was like, how did nobody ever shoot at him? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh oh okay, man, but yeah. but yeah. So like, I feel like where people, it's easier to lose it on the Bruce Wayne side. Mm-hmm. You know. I feel like it's very easier, it's much easier to uh, delineate the actors that were really good at Bruce Wayne versus not, 
versus uh, uh, compared to the actors that were really good at Batman versus not. Yeah, it's a the Batman side is a more even playing field, where I think the Bruce Wayne side is a little more like you weren't that good as Bruce, but you were really good, but you were okay. You know what I mean? And so I just wonder how Robert Pattinson is going to pull off Bruce. Yeah. Or even how much Bruce we're going to get in the movie versus I, I don't I don't or what know. kind of yeah what, what kind, kind of, of story Bruce we're getting is it, you yeah. know because. Christian Bale's Bruce was way different than Michael Keaton's Bruce was way different than Val Kilmer's Bruce. Yeah. I still think Val Kilmer was the best Bruce personally, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't think he was the best Batman, you know? So it's like, it, it really depends on, I, I don't know. We'll see. Which one of the Batmans do you think gave us, uh, I guess an even amount of both? I think Christian Bale was probably the best of both, mm -hmm. But I don't think he fully nailed either of either. them. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. In my personal opinion, Val Kilmer was the best Bruce. And Michael Keaton was the best Batman. I like Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. I, but I think Michael Keaton also had the benefit of his Batman films really looking like Batman films. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They really looked like the comics come to life. Yeah. And so he had the privilege of the Tim Burton world that was created and i think it, most people that would have played batman in that world would have been able to nail it because of the world that was built you know mm -hmm. that's why i still say batman returns one of the best batman films you've ever gotten mm -hmm. so yeah it wasn't as fair for the people in like the schumacher age you know <laughs> or things like that and and for bale i think that his balance was good uh, but like I said, I don't think he really nailed either of them. And I think he feels the same way. I've, I've read interviews from him that where he felt like he didn't really ever nail them. Yeah. Um, I will say though, that I thought, I thought Ben Affleck's Batman was pretty good. Really? But mainly because I felt like his Batman on paper showed us a Batman that we all were pretty much ignoring the fact that he had to be that way i mean this batman that was kind of like ben affleck's batman was killing people mm -hmm. you know what i mean he was right he was shooting with guns yeah, i was gonna say yeah he was using he guns was, he was yeah. using guns he was like blowing people like he was doing a whole lot more that really the gruesome vigilante batman would have to do mm -hmm. and so that's why i liked his batman because his batman was the tough batman that we never really got it's kind of like it's kind of like once Daniel Craig started playing Bond. Mm -hmm. For me, everyone before Daniel Craig, I believed them as the playboy. I didn't believe them as assassins. And this one. And Daniel Craig, I believed assassin. he was an assassin. Yeah. He wasn't as much in the playboy side, but he was enough that you were like, all right, it does, it's not unbelievable, right? But I believed that his job was to kill people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not to say that like Pierce Brosnan wasn't tough. But, like, you looked at him and you were like, I don't believe your job is to kill people. Yeah. You know? And so that's what I feel like we got with the Ben Affleck Batman was that it was like, oh, no, this is a guy that, like, runs around at night in a cape <laughs> killing villains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what Batman is. I mean, obviously, there's the whole... You can argue that Batman had the rule for himself where he's, like, not going to kill anybody. And, but, like, of course he would have had to. 
there's no way all these people are he's just knocking them out like you know mm, what i mean yeah. like they're gonna you come keep, back up yeah. yeah you don't do this for this many years and like you've never seriously hurt anybody so that's what i liked about it but not to turn this into a whole batman discussion <laughs> you know uh, but who knows like you said might go back to heath ledger's joker like we might see it we might not but going off of you know your opinion on what they look like we might not even get the Batman that, you know, we want. Yeah. I wonder how much weight Robert Pattinson is going to put on to play this. Shit. I assume he had to put on a decent amount. I don't think he's that, like, big of a guy. No. Nah. I don't think he's all that cut, right? I mean, compared to that werewolf, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> right? Uh, I, I know Bale put on a lot of weight. I know Affleck put on a lot of weight. So mm. I, that's kind of the thing now is, like, everybody, these guys got to put on all these weight to play these roles. So even outside of Batman. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. It could be great. Could you be. know, I don't want to do I don't want to write it off too early, but it on paper it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Like I said, who knows? I'm going off the direction, so I'm hoping we get, you know, the research done and we get what we've been wanting for. Yeah. I I hope it doesn't look like the Batman equivalent of this new Joker movie. Ah, oh, you know what? I didn't even see it that way. <laughs> I just I don't want movies that look like fans of the characters won't recognize them. You know, that's how I feel about that Joker movie. It doesn't feel like any fan of the Joker is looking at that like, yeah, it's the Joker. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not. You know, I don't want to get that version of Batman. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things that look really weird on paper but could end up being great, did you hear the Chris Rock news? No. Chris Rock is going to be involved in bringing back the Saw franchise? What? <laughs> yeah. So apparently, like, I think he went to Lionsgate. It's Lionsgate, right? The Saw? I think so. Uh, I think he went to Lionsgate, like, pitched this whole thing, and, like, he is going to be, like, rebooting or revitalizing the Saw franchise. And, How like, that expanding look? the Saw universe. I don't know. It's kind of funny because most people that are commenting on it are like, Saw's not supposed to be funny. I don't want a funny Saw. And it's like, just because he's a comedian doesn't mean he's writing yeah. a comedy. It's That's not how it works. See, I wasn't even looking at it like that. No, yeah. you shouldn't because yeah. that's stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. One, I don't know if Saw really needs to be like rebooted now. Like, I think we can let it go, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like. Unless he really has just this great idea about expanding that world that nobody's thought about. Possibly. But... I, I don't know. I've, I'm really curious as to what it is because it just sounds weird on it paper. Does, yeah. Especially because the last movie was, what, two years ago? year and a half ago? Like, they just had ago? Yeah. the Jigsaw movie. They, like, Which just I still had haven't that. seen. Yeah. And you're still not missing anything. Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... I wonder if it's going to be one of those things where they're going to ignore some of the previous films. I don't know if you're going to completely stick with them because they kind of, through those films, kept the storyline going. Yeah, but... So it's almost like you can't get rid of them. Yeah, if it's a reboot, I'm pretty sure they're starting from scratch. But that's the thing. It's not necessarily a reboot as in, let's do Saw 1 again. From what they're saying, it's more about expanding the world. Okay. But I don't know how you expand it yeah. without it just being another Jigsaw movie. You know what I mean? Like, it, 
you can expand it, but it still has to be Jigsaw, right? Unless mm-hmm. you have just a bunch of copycats everywhere doing his stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the path is. But his prodigies, maybe his interns, his assistants, maybe we're going off of their storyline. Who don't knows? Know. I feel like we've already seen all of those stories. Yeah, that's why. I don't. That's, I'm wondering how that's gonna look. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe it's a movie that's all about the people that survived, and like they're in a support group. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like the girl that had the cage on her face and like Oh no. <laughs> all these people just like sitting in a circle like We get the lower thirds of their name and which saw they were in and yeah. why <laughs> Can someone please do that? <laughs> just... Oh my gosh. That'd be yeah. Cute. Hi, my name is Martin. <laughs> I was a I was a victim of Saw Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it it sounds ridiculous, but it may not be. You know, we'll see. Only time will tell. You know what else is ridiculous? Did you see Arnold Schwarzenegger get drop kicked? <laughs> First of all, who has the balls to do that shit? Seriously. That's one. Two, I really thought this fool was gonna come back up and beat the shit out of this kid. Yo, like But he dropped like he dropped him. Oh, you see the speed he was coming in? <laughs> no, but did you see the you know there's two angles? Oh no! I only saw one of the angles. So the the first angle is the one where you can see, like it's like right at like you're facing Arnold, right? Mm-hmm. And that's you the one see, I saw. Yeah. He's like taking video of other people, and then all of a sudden he gets kicked, and mm-hmm. like Arnold's out of the screen, and nobody knows where it is, right? <laughs> the other angle, <laughs> what the other angle shows is that when this guy drop kicked him, Arnold barely moved. <laughs> yeah. I need to see that one because I just see the off-screen one. No, so I thought that fool was just. It looked like the first one looks like he gets thrown across the room. No, Arnold barely budged when he got <laughs> oh, shit. And the, Arnold put out a statement that said he thought that it was just like a jostling of the crowd. He said he didn't realize that he got drop kicked till he saw the same video we all saw. <laughs> he thought someone just like shoved him. He thought he just got pushed around a little bit. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> like. But Yo. who just tries to drop kick a seventy-one-year-old man? Like wh- what? Who tries to drop kick the governor? Like <laughs> or the governor? You know that's fucking crazy. I, I don't get it. I don't understand that shit why. Was hilarious. So, uh, the whole time I thought it was gonna be like one of those like you know she's he's gonna comment on the kid and it's gonna be some racist thing, right? But then nothing. I saw a kick. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? There was zero reason he got for that. Drunk? Yeah ridiculous shit ridiculous the kids nowadays man just for the media it's ridiculous i mean granted we're laughing it's funny as shit but i mean it still, was like it's mostly funny because arnold didn't, didn't get move. hurt yeah <laughs> but he like two foot off the ground like missile dropping <laughs> this dude <laughs> he was, was parallel like, with the ground oh my just... gosh it was like some x-pop like move <laughs> it was like <laughs> I'm like, did freaking badass Billy Gunn just come into the ring? What is this? Uh, <sighs> it was ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. I didn't know we were in a cage match. Seriously. Man. Oh, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> we, we've been talking about just nonsense this whole time, but I forgot. We kind of like 
we kind of promised that we were going to cover some things this week that we probably should get into. Yeah, yeah, we already, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. We you, had homework, and I want to be honest, I didn't finish it, but <laughs> it was hard, man. Hey, it's okay. It was hard. That's okay, because I got to be honest with you, I don't have all that much either. Good, good. <laughs> I did, honestly, I did all of my thoughts on Fantastic Four, and I didn't even think about the rest of the X-Men. I was like, Ugh. Holy shit, I forgot about X-Men. You forgot about the rest of the Dude, X-Men, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was so gung-ho on like, all right, cool. My Dreamcast didn't even, it wasn't even anybody that I wanted. It was like, all right, who fits together? Well, uh, who can fit with Susan Storm? All right, but then Susan Storm has to have a brother. And who's going to be that? Now the thing, well, who's going to be the rock? Like, you know, like, I was just like, and then Doom, like, fuck. Who's gritty? And like, I was, I was, it was fun, but I was like, shit. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously Jessica Alba can't play it. I mean, psh. I mean, I know you want her to. Yeah, yeah. I do want her too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a T-O-O. That was that was much different than what I was saying. Indeed. Okay. All right. So th- so since we both have agreed that we only have thought about the Fantastic Four. We'll do Fantastic Four. So let's think about who the MC the MCU. That's you know, it's like that last scene in, in Endgame where they all start all the girls are together. That's the MCU. MCU, yeah. yeah. Hey, yo, yo, if we didn't already have a title for this episode, I would so call it MCU. <laughs> we would have nothing to do. I am well, so mad that like, we can't call it that now. Anyway, <laughs> so the MCU. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about who they could cast in the Fantastic Four because I even though. The X-Men is a part of what, you know, Disney has acquired through the the Fox deal. Mm-hmm. I am more concerned about Fantastic Four. Yeah. Because I think that that has a greater impact in the future of the MCU than the X-Men do. Mm-hmm. Mainly because of the villains yeah. for the Fantastic Four. You talk about Doom, you talk about Galactus, you talk, like, these are... <sighs> You know, even talking about Silver Surfer, like these are places you can go that really push the MCU. Cause it's like, where do you go after Thanos? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you. Galactus is where you would go. Galactus that's, is that's where you what go. You would think. Exactly. But, yeah. And even somebody like Doom can really hold you over for a while. Oh, yeah. You know? And so that is, that's where my mind is at. I'm way more focused on Fantastic Four. Plus, I would just really like to see a good Fantastic Four on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Though the first one, the Jessica Alba one, wasn't that bad in hindsight. I I liked it. It, it was good at the time, but yeah. the second one not so much. Yeah. But even the like even though it's like especially when you look at the last one that came out, <laughs> it's like yeah, they were much better, yeah. you know. But uh okay, so <laughs> I I'm, I'm going to let you start cuz I feel like I've been talking a lot. So Where's your mind at with some of these casting choices for the Fantastic Four? All right, all right. So who you want to see <laughs> for Mister Richards? Mm-hmm. I would want to see either Patrick Dempsey or Charlie Cox. Now Charlie Cox, huh. I, I looked at it at a more like, I guess look overall look, and I think he would be able to pull it off. But I think he's too. Uh, how can I say it? Not gritty, but I think he would be more, he would take that role a little too aggressive. But then again, I don't know how that role would actually be played. Right. But I would want to see either or, more so Car- Charlie Cox. Hmm. As Mr. Yeah. I did not think about Charlie Cox. That would be really interesting to have him play Daredevil, which 
technically is in the MCU because the events of the MCU were referenced in those shows. It was. So it would be interesting to have him play another character <laughs> in the MCU that where he's already technically one. Yeah. I don't know if they would nah, let they that would. happen. And that's why I had a second runner up, which would be Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. That is an interesting choice. I can kind of see it, though. Right? Visually. Like, I feel like he has, like, the head for it. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> definitely has the head for it. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but I feel like no, he has yeah. the head for yeah. it. As, like I said, going off of looks, that, that was my first choice. Now, trying to piggyback off of that... That's when I was having a hard time. I didn't even come up with the Susan Storm because, I don't know, when I was thinking of, like, the whole Dreamcast, I'm like, ooh, I would like to see Haley Steinfeld do, like, you know, the whole, you know, Susan Storm. But, and it's only because I saw this Netflix show where she was, like, this assassin, and she kind of pulled her weight off. Yeah, she's an assassin. Really? I didn't see that. Because yeah. I like Haley's work, and I have not seen yeah. that. So I was looking at that like, okay, she, she has some, you know, tussle. But then I couldn't really picture them together like mm. as a you know a love interest thing or if he went to chase her and she's so a little she's started, a little young for that yes so and that's why he's a little older so that's when i was kind of getting like ah oh, this is not gonna be a dream cast because mm. it, it needs to flow all the way through right so i skipped over to uh already put that wait 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 let's 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 stick with those for a second right. because so my first thing with them recasting these characters is they have to make them the right ages that was my biggest issue with the last film that flopped was that they were all too young. Mm-hmm. You know, Reed's supposed to be late 30s, early 40s. Like, yeah. he's supposed to be a middle-aged man, you know? And, all like, all of them were. like, and, that, and Johnny is supposed to be noticeably younger than the rest of them. He's supposed to be a teenager compared to them, mm-hmm. you know? Or early 20s, but really, he's supposed to be a teenager. I mean, him and Peter Parker become best friends. Yeah. You know, like he's supposed to be much younger than them. Mm-hmm. So my thought with Reed, and this is going to sound like I'm just bandwagoning because this is actually becoming a rather popular thought along, uh, across the internet, but I'm totally with it, and, and I'm, I agree. I think John Krasinski. I saw that, yeah. You're, and it was crazy. It's, it, it fits. It fits. It I, fits. I think that from a personality-wise to the way he acts, like I think he brings exactly what Reed needs to have mm-hmm. on screen. And if you put the little gray patch of hair inside oh, of John's head, I, like, that's it. I see it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen, but recently they've started drawing Reed in the comics to look like John Krasinski. Really? I don't know if it's intentional or not, but the new versions of Reed in the comics, he looks like John Krasinski now. Oh, shit. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> and so it made me even more be like, yo, I see it. Like, mm, yeah. that that should be a thing. Maybe they're hinting to it. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that would be pretty sick. Where I will skew away from the common internet consensus right now is that everybody is basically saying... Well, if John is Reed, then Emily Blunt should be Sue. I could see it. I don't think it's necessarily the right choice. I know. Didn't they say that she's like because uh, the whole independent motherly role and uh, yeah, I don't see it. I, you know, my thoughts on Emily Blunt. I mean, Mm -hmm. we did a whole close up on her before. Yeah. Like we obviously know she's talented and she can play anything she wants to play. We know that. I just don't think that what she generally brings 
to the screen in just her natural aura. Like, I don't think that's suit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just. So you said you didn't have I didn't anybody have in mind nah, for Sue? No, nah, I didn't. You know who came to mind for me? Who? Alice Eve. Alice Eve, that sounds familiar. Who is that? Did you ever see uh, She's Out of My League? Yeah. Oh. Her. Right? Wow. You can see it, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, she just, when I look at pictures of her, I'm like, yo, like, that's Sue. Like, she totally could pull that Dude, off. Dude, how did I? And I just saw that movie again, like, last week. Why did I not see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You could totally see it, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, Man. And I think she's the right age. I think she's the right fit. Like, from what I've seen where... You think about the the role she had in the the Star Trek franchise, mm-hmm. like that's how like that was damn near the same suit. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how I picture Sue on screen. I think Alice is actually yeah. a good someone in her realm. Yeah, I think would be the oh, that's that's a good pick. the right pick for for Sue. Nice one. Hmm. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Man, I'm kind of mad I didn't think of that. Oh, I am. And I was looking through. I was like, all right, let, let's not even go off of like fan. Let's see what I can like put in there that looks right right and i completely actually you know what i do going off of a tangent but i really like that movie she's out of my league oh i love that yeah so i was just watching to watch it so i didn't even think of that Mm because i said i watched it last week that's crazy again and i didn't think of that yeah wow yeah she's she's the the only name that really stands out in my head for that okay but i need to know your thoughts on johnny okay i thought jesse williams jesse williams yes huh yeah and i'm only looking probably like a couple years ago i'm not looking at jesse williams now which wouldn't even well, make it's sense. gotta be now yeah it's gotta be now <laughs> Come but on, man. I, I know but i was looking at more towards when he was uh playing a role what was it i think about three four years ago where i can see the whole johnny storm now hmm. i that was also a tough one for me see see i have i have issues with that really yeah well one i think jesse's too old oh yeah that's I mean, I, I, I personally think that Johnny, when they recast him, he should be 20s, 10 years younger than everybody else mm-hmm. and, and noticeably younger than everyone else. Which he looked like a couple years ago when he shaved everything off. Yeah, but I don't think you would put him next to John Krasinski and be like, no. Or oh, if you're going off of that, yeah. Or, you know, yeah, or any but, of those people, yeah. any, even, even Patrick Dempsey. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you would stand him next to him and be like, oh, yeah, he's clearly like a kid next mm-hmm. to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why I said with the flow of it. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm looking at this, and it's not a dream cast because now you have yeah. to picture them next to each other. What's we're gonna work for a team? Right. I'm looking at them like, all right, individually. If I'm not looking at, if you're just looking at character per character, right? That's how I took it as because it was hard for me to put it like as a whole. Yeah. Plus, for me with Johnny Storm and and the biggest issue that I had with that last film. I know that they wanted to kind of push the boundaries a bit by making Johnny Storm black mm-hmm. and, you know, leaving Sue white. And they, oh, yeah. they ended up making, I think what they did in the last one was they made Sue adopted. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Right. They did because the their dad was black. So Sue, yes, because one of them was adopted. So Sue was the one that was adopted in the last film. And I didn't watch the whole thing, so I didn't pay attention. So this is all new to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that was the way they explained them being different races in the last one. Sue was adopted. Yeah. But I feel like their relationship 
their their sibling relationship is the heartbeat of the Fantastic Four. You know, mm-hmm. they also I th- I want to say in the last one they they may have made Johnny older than her, which I don't think works. Yeah, it just feels so appropriate for Sue to be the older sibling. You know, and I think that they need to be blood related. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like that relationship is so it, it's such a defining relationship for that group yeah. I, we can't do this half and half thing like it just it doesn't work for those characters i'm all for switching races of characters and all that stuff when it's applicable mm-hmm. you know when it doesn't change everything else there are some characters that you can switch race around and it won't matter like even reed if you wanted to make him black you could mm-hmm. it wouldn't affect the story yeah you know i think ben Having him be black would not affect the story at all. But when two of the characters are siblings, that affects their story. That changes their history. That changes everything, mm-hmm. you know? It, I feel the same way about, like, Batman, right? Like, if you were to make Bruce Wayne black, that changes the entire shape of that city. Because now that means the city was basically run by a black family. Yeah. You know, that means the Waynes were black and that changes the look of that city. Yeah. You know, that would mean that if one of the, you know, most affluent families in the city is black, you probably have more black people in the city, you know, and that changes the look of the villains. That changes a lot. Mm -hmm. But somebody like, I don't know, Wolverine, he could be any race and not really affect the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I just I, I was against the black Johnny Storm thing the whole time because that that relationship is important. Um, How'd you feel about, uh, I don't know if you heard, saw it, uh, Zac Efron being the Human Torch? Okay, so he actually is in my list Ah. of people that I think work. I think what he brings to it, what, what he could bring to it is a bit of what Johnny needs. He needs to be noticeably handsome, right? He needs to be extremely cocky and like you know assured in himself Mm -hmm. and he also needs to be a bit of a recluse and a like kind of need guidance and i feel like all the best roles we've seen zach efron play have been that description you know so i think he could pull it off really well actually Mm. uh and could even fit in that mold of the other characters we're building out you mm-hmm. know another name that i thought of was someone like a dave franco interesting i don't see that i don't see that see because for me he falls into the same line of being the guy that like the girls are going to say he's handsome he still kind of is reckless you know he is going to be hot-headed right mm-hmm. no pun intended yeah and you know do his own thing but at the end of the day look up to sue and reed and these people that are kind of overseeing him you know mm-hmm. so for me people like like those two really fall in line and they also for me fall in line with the kind of actors that the mcu has been casting mm-hmm. i was thinking about that as well you know mm. because with everyone they've been casting recently, it's been, you know, not necessarily people that are top, 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 top movie stars, but they're stars. Yeah. You know, and they're recognizable. 
but they're they're not so recognizable to certain things that you only look at them as those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just feel like those kind of actors would would fall in line with how the MCU has been casting. Here's my thoughts. Okay, okay. So what's your thoughts on Ben? Ben Grimm. I kind of had to jump on the bandwagon and go with The Rock. Yeah, because it was The so Rock and yeah, The Rock and Vin first Diesel all, were the... First of all, he's Black Adam, so no. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I don't know. I couldn't... It was hard for me to think of someone that's, that fits the character. Like I, you know what also bums me about people saying things like The Rock or Vin Diesel or any of these other giant guys? Mm-hmm. That's not the point of Ben, that he was this large, muscular man before this thing happened. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be a drastic physical difference before and after the accident, you know? Like so, the Hulk. Yeah, so if you pick this guy that is an actor that's already, you know, 6'6", 280, <laughs> yeah. right? There, there's not, obviously, uh, there's still going to be a difference when it comes to you know him being rocks versus mm-hmm. you know a human uh or you know flesh and bone but it's just not uh, to me that that doesn't put enough weight on what ben has to go through mm-hmm. dealing with the change yeah you know you already a big larger than life guy it's a little easier to be a big larger than life thing <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but it completely changed him and how he was perceived and You know, he used to be able to walk around and, you know, not scare people and all these things. And now he can't do any of that. So I completely disagree with all the Internet's thoughts about picking these large actors. Mm -hmm. Now, I do agree that uh, that it should be a little more. um, I think I would prefer it being a little more of the Michael Chiklis style versus the last one we got, just because I don't think a complete CGI thing really works the same. I mean, I think the only way you could do it full CGI and make it work is if it looked kind of like Professor Hulk. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that still looked human enough that we could tell it was Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just think that the version we got in that last movie, it just you you didn't get to feel the life in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the chickless version where you're talking about prosthetics and you're talking about makeup and things being applied to the to the actual person, I think that added some weight to it. Mm. But uh yeah, so I had a tough time with this one with Ben. That that was harder for me. And I couldn't figure out, like, how old I wanted to go with the actor. And, like, one of the names that I was seeing bounce around a lot that in some ways I could totally see and kind of agree with was uh, David Harbour. I didn't see that. Huh. And I could totally see it, especially after what he just did with Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see him falling in line with that. He kind of has the personality to fit it, to, you know, to be that kind of emo, you know, sunken in his feelings kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So I can see it. 
but I don't know. That thing was the one where I was up in the air. I was like, I, it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it really depends on, like you're saying, like how how drastic you want to go with the look. I think it should be a drastic difference between Ben Grimm and the thing. thing. But people seem to think that it should be a Similar. big guy mm-hmm. that just turns into rocks. And I don't, I don't think it has the same effect. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I will say, though, last one I thought about. So I had to think about Doom, mm. right? And so I was like, okay, if we're going older Fantastic Four, right, and putting them in the right age ranges, that means that now we can have an older Doom, right? Because the last Doom we got, he was like in his 20s, and that <laughs> didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so where my mind went, and this is just like what I would love to see, and we probably never would, but... I would love Brian Cranston as Doom. Wow. I chose Eric Dane. Who? Eric Dane from The Last Ship and Valentine's Day. Eric Dane? Yes. I don't know if I know that person. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. I've never seen this guy. You haven't? No. I can see it, though. I can see it. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I got the thought of Brian Cranston Mm. in my head, and it was hard for me to think of anyone else. (laughs) I was I like, see, yeah, yeah, I would I love see to see that. Nice. Yeah, I had a tough one with that one, too. I didn't think of that one. Yeah, that, Ryan Cranston. Doom is tough because it's like, once you put the mask on, really anybody could play yeah. it. But I still think you need a really solid guy. You know, mm. it's, it's kind of like that Thanos thing where it's like, even though it's all CGI, we had to get... The you know, Roland yeah. really uh, brings something out. So, yeah, I don't know. Those two are tough, especially considering the fact that, like, Doom would need to be somebody that can really carry because my assumption is that if they bring Doom in, he's affecting multiple characters across multiple films. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because it's Doom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He can't be a throwaway villain. You can't just one and done him. So, I don't know. I don't know. That could be, that could be tough, man. That was a good one, though. That was a good one. Yeah, that's a... Hell, yeah, that was all I had. Like I said, I didn't think about X-Men, so... <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Okay, so... Should we start closing this up and diving into our, our close-up? Because... Oh. I know you are excited. Oh, yes. I yes, know you I are. Am. Okay. All right, let's do this. Let's do, let's do the close-up. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. All right. I know this is the close-up you've been waiting for, Henry. Oh, fuck yeah. I so know much so is. that I had to see it twice. <laughs> Wait, you saw John Wick twice? Yeah. Oh, Opening man. night and with my sister. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, I only saw it once, so <laughs> screw you. All right. This is the close-up that we teased. We are going to do the trilogy battle. The Matrix versus John Wick. And for those who have seen the third John Wick, I know what you're thinking. It's probably not a trilogy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever. We're going to talk about it with the three complete films that we have seen. Because as we know, it is probably going to continue. We are probably going to get a fourth. And before we even dive into it, I just want to say, I don't know how they want us to believe that john would still be alive at the end of that after that fucking fall like really (laughs) i know that coat could have possibly been bulletproof but come on now like his head 
<laughs> like, no, he's not alive. There's no way he's still alive. Yeah. And at least if he is still alive, like, he's not back to talking that soon. Like, <laughs> or raising him. He, finger, should, be like, a, he nah. should be in a coma. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just ignore the fact that he should be dead. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, let's just talk about, you know, I'm going to let you kind of open this up because I know I know you are just itching over there. So Okay, so from the first time I saw it, I found it very clever how they took the time to craft... You're talking John Wick 3. Right? John Wick 3, sorry. Oh, I forgot we we're doing the whole two thing. All right, <laughs> let's just talk about John Wick 3 real quick. Okay. I liked how they took the time to craft out this whole, like, MacGyver of a pistol to do one shot. <laughs> that stood out like a freaking thumb. Yeah. I was just like... Okay, like me being like, you know, gearhead and like, you know, it's like, all right, what is he going to do? Pop, one shot and that's it. Like, I yeah. love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. All right. Now, as a trilogy, I look back at The Matrix and after 20 years, you can still watch that movie and fall in love with it all over again because it's a different meaning. Mm-hmm. The philosophy of it, it just gives you something different. As when we were kids, we're not looking at it like we do now. Right. Like the whole, like uh cause causality you know mm-hmm. really like oh great fight scene scenes that was uh, things that we don't see you know right and like i said it was like the whole landmark of you know new shit yeah bullet time and all of that yeah so that's why it was exciting back then mm-hmm. now i was also taking into effect like what if we re- not redid the matrix but what if the matrix came out now and they did everything they did with the uh, technology we have now what would it look like I wasn't putting that into like the whole like, all right, what would be better? But I was just, it was just in my head. But looking at it after 20 years, it's just like, wow, this was a great thing. Mm -hmm. Now for John Wick, this for me, 20 years down the road, I think can still be a great film. But the demographic has to be, I guess, specific Mm -hmm. for people that are into action and can see and um, what's it called? Appreciate the value of. The time, the effort, the dedication of like having these wide ass angle shots Mm -hmm. and just Keanu doing his own shit. Yeah. Like you don't see like what you always see with uh, action where, all right, he's hurt, but he's doing like 100% uh, effort and uh, he's not getting hit. Here you see the struggle. You see from the continuation of the second one where he's tired. Oh, yeah. He is fucking just exhausted. And you see it throughout the film. He's hesitating. He's getting hit. Mm-hmm. He's taking a breather. And I love that. I oh, love yeah. how raw that was. Yeah. And I mean, hell, the third movie, he's limping the whole movie yes. because he's still hurt from the fight to the and end the of part two. When he cut off his finger. Oh, dude, that shit. Ugh, that got me like. Yeah. I had to stop for a minute like, ooh. But yeah, no, I definitely, me. I know what you mean. Like, The Matrix is always going to have a bigger cultural resonance. Mm-hmm than john wick ever will you know it's john wick didn't affect the landscape of anything the way the matrix did mm-hmm. um but it is kind of interesting to s- compare these two trilogies and look at the matrix films which most people would argue kind of decreased over time mm-hmm. in their value and most people would argue that the john wicks are getting better over time <laughs> so it's like it's 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 just it's really interesting to compare them to each other because does does the John Wick franchise have something as stand out as the first Matrix? No, but they have more good movies at a high caliber than the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. 
all right, I, I agree with the whole standout from, you know, The Matrix. Mm-hmm. With John Wick, I guess it's how you define standout because the whole thing as a movie, as a trilogy, stood out. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it's a guy that did all this for a dog. You see memes yeah. about it. You see, you know, like, all right, well, who's going to kill Thanos? It wasn't we'll just, just kill. a dog. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny because you even see, like, the whole meme with, like, Thanos, like, just kill John Wick, like, the John Wick's dog disappearing. And then him killing him off. Like, mm. you know? So, I guess it's how you define standout. Both of them, they're two completely different movies. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate both of them. As far as excitement and which one would be better, I don't know. But I know right now, John Wick is just top right there. Just mm. at the top level. And you know me, how I feel about The Matrix. Yeah. You know? So, like I said, me being the gearhead, me being the action, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, just being into action. It just... I can appreciate it. I can appreciate that the consistency of one through three, the storyline never ended. It was like it was like like they said in the movie, it was a span of a week or two weeks. Right. You know, so they kept it alive within what three years. Mm-hmm. So I I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed how they just left off or they began where they left off. In Wait, each one. what were you saying with three years? What was three years in the span of uh, John Wick? When was the first John Wick? Oh, definitely more than three years ago. Oh, more well, than more than yeah, three years they, ago. They haven't been dropping one a year. Oh, there you go. More than three years ago. Just how they just kept it consistent all the way through. Right. And just Keanu's dedication and his ambition to just play this role the way he did. Yeah. I mean, he is notoriously known as one of those guys that is just extremely dedicated to especially the the physical training for any role. I mean, he was kind of talked about the exact same way with the matrix Mm -hmm. you know and people were really impressed at just how dedicated he was to to really get on top of all the physicality of it and so i i'm i want to i want to know your thoughts when it comes to comparing the physicality oh john wick takes it too okay well yeah but i'm not asking which is better i'm asking your thoughts on comparing okay so i think i know what you mean Looking back at the Matrix, it seems like all the physical parts were like more um, controlled. Mm-hmm. It was effortless. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, we're trained. I'm supposed to do a job. I'm going to do it. And I have this skill set. Right. With John Wick, and that's talking about the Matrix. Mm-hmm. John Wick, we see that too. We see that he is skilled. He has the training. Mm-hmm. But the physical portion of it, it's more, uh, it's more real. Right. You know, so when you get hit, you're limping, like you said, mm-hmm. when you dislocate your arm, you can tell that you're just uh, dependent on the other one. Right. You know, so I guess comparing the two, there was a lot more in this one as far as like the Kung Fu, the dog food, the motorcycle food, all that food, right. you know. Oh, yeah. It just they gave us a lot more. Yeah. A lot more. That's one thing that I love about the the Wick franchise is that if you're really paying attention, you can see even though nothing really would have changed in the wick world as far as what john wick has been trained to do but you can tell that keanu has been trained even better each time yes you know there were little things that they added from like wick one to wick two that like the way that he would check the gun for if it was loaded in wick two was Mm -hmm. just you know when he would just like look at the side of the gun before firing like things like that he didn't do that in the first movie you know and obviously john wick's level of expertise didn't change from one to two but they were able to add so many more elements now that keanu had spent more time in the training and you know you could just keep building on what he does Mm -hmm. and it really 
for me, it was things like that that made it look so much more like an expert, you know, because he was doing things that most people in real world and or in most other action films just don't do. Nobody checks the gun like that in an action movie. They just pick it up and start shooting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it really showed, no, John Wick is not just an expert at killing or with guns, but like he really knows these things. It's like what you were saying about the that scene in, in three where he is like MacGyvering this gun together mm-hmm. with like three or four other different guns. You can only do that if you are a true expert in these things, <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah, I was I was really impressed by that and just the way that these guys are able to to build these moments, you know, um, and, and really show off the things that they're good at. It's just, I was watching that third movie, and I mean, everything from that opening fight in the library to, oh. like, versus the tall dude, like, that was, it was just insane to watch. And you know what I really loved with this one is... Every time that they did something that most films would hide with a cut, they stayed on it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I noticed that. There were just little things like like the the library fight, like the way he ended it with the 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 final hit over the book, like most things wouldn't have fully shown it like that, you know? No. Or like without, the horse without hitting the fucking head or or the the eyeball yeah, the knife yeah. going in. I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, like Dude, things like that. Like, I thought they were gonna go into a cut. I thought they were gonna cut away, and nope, they kept us in it. Right with they it, kept and us in it. So you could just tell that they're getting even more comfortable in what they're able to do. And like you said, it's just so realistic. You know, the only thing that ever took me out of the realism is I just feel like Halle Berry had too many bullets in her gun. Yeah, it was like just kept, it yeah. was way too long before she had to reload, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Wait, you've shot like forty times. <laughs> How do you still have bullets?" Them dogs, though. Whew. Oh, the dog scenes were great. That was sick. I love how they brought those in. Just yeah. like you know what, that's its own scene. Yeah, I really appreciated that. It's it's actually uh, I feel like very similar to the Matrix, where like each film they're they're introducing a new combat type element. Mm-hmm you know, that we're able to appreciate as an addition to what we've already known. Mm-hmm. I think the the hindrance of the way the Matrix did it was that everything that they added had to get more and more CGI. Yeah. You know, when we think about the, the second Matrix, the Neo versus the Smiths fight, most of it looked like a video game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and And yeah. it was what they had to do. There was no other way for them to do that mm-hmm. and have him versus you know a thousand smiths in the middle of a courtyard but with wick they get to add these things that are continued continually realistic Mm -hmm. you know just the elements of the dogs and all of those things like the like you said the uh the katana on the motorcycle it's like things Mm -hmm. like that it's just like yo that's just so dope and i believe it i believe that this could happen out i mean Outside of the fact that John Wick should have died so many times, um, you know. Yeah. But outside of that, it was just like, yeah, it, it's just a different kind of action, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just, I, I think it's dope, the fact that, you know, it's the same guys behind the action in both franchises. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's cool to even see how they've grown, mm-hmm. you know, over the 20 years. Well, speaking of grown, like when you were talking about how each uh, film gave, like, 
uh, specialty in, in its element. Mm-hmm. Like the first one, we were dealing with thugs. You know, the second one, we're dealing with like, I guess just uh, not escorts, but more of like uh, assistants and like colleagues. Or not even colleagues, like how, what Common was. How they were in the same kind of field of work. Gotcha, the other assassins. Yes, and yeah, then yeah. the third one was strictly just assassins trying to, you know, kill him. Right, you know, and, more and, trained. Like, and like the top of the assassins. Yeah, like the were, guys we hadn't seen before. No. I mean, they had to pull people from the raid for When this they shit. brought the dudes from the raid, yo, as soon as I realized that Mad Dog was running around <laughs> cutting people up, I was like, yo... That's how I know these people know what they're doing and they appreciate who's doing it right because you don't just go get those guys unless no. you know it's going to be serious. And that's why I was so glad that they got a fight at the end, like a real fight. And I actually like that, how they're like, you know what, this is John Wick. Like, you know, they gave him the whole yeah, you know, they, introduction, like, you know what, he's getting old, but let's see if he's still it. Yeah, And then he give just him gave his him his whole, like, you know what. I'll be seeing you you know i thought that was sick i like the way they left that you know what i loved about that whole ending fight sequence that just felt like it kept going on and on i liked the like mortal combat ish to it where john was on the first floor and he was fighting those first guys Levels. and then he had to go up the stairs <laughs> yeah. to the next guys then up that. the stairs to the last guy mm-hmm. it was very much like climb your way to the top yes. kind of thing i like that i loved that only gripe i had with uh with character things in John Wick 3 is I thought the the bald guy was a little too silly. Yeah. Just a little too much. Like, in, in the end, it was like, there were some things where I was like, that's a good place to put that joke. And then there was some where I was like, it just kept going. And mm-hmm. I was like, eh. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't really care for the, the at, at the end of their fight when, when he kind of sat back up. Yeah. You know, and kept talking. It was just like, eh. Well, okay, if we're talking about gripes, I think the one I had was when he was getting kicked through the glass fixtures. You know, he kept going, and it seems like he was walking towards that, like, you know what, let's add another one, let's add another one, yeah. let's add another one. So we, And it was a continuous shot, so they wanted to see, like, yes, this is actually happening, mm-hmm. which I appreciate, of course, that stunt guy, whew, right? I don't know how you walked away from that one. Yeah. But then again, I also thought that they were going to put, like, a joke when he kicked someone through it, you know, like, mm. or how, you know, something, you know, right. something witty, but it didn't happen, so I was like... Well, was that really necessary? Maybe it was, but I just went. I just felt like it kept going and going, and you know. I but you know it's funny because I actually I agree with you that it it did seem like like it got a little gratuitous mm-hmm. really quickly, and I also felt like he was never far enough away from them for his impact to shatter them as much as they did. Yeah, but at the same time, I know that. Unlike what I was saying earlier about uh, the Olympus Has Fallen film, mm-hmm. they make sure to show us that John has to fight through. Like, he is losing mm-hmm. a lot of the fights. Yeah. And it's always been that way. He's mm-hmm. always kind of losing the big fights, and then he ends up winning, mm-hmm. you know, which is, in my opinion, how these kind of action films should be. If you always think he's going to win, what's the payoff? Yeah. You know? I mean, granted, we all, we know he's gonna win, you know, just because it's Baba a Yaga, movie, yeah. you know. But at, but still, we we need to kind of be on the edge of our seat as like, how hurt is he, and can he get back up, and those kind of things. Uh, so I think they just do a good job of of metering that and pacing that out. And it was just there were just so many things that I just really enjoyed. I was a little bummed though that the trailers gave us that guns, lots of guns line. Mm-hmm. Only because 
the trailers showed us who he was saying that to. Yeah. And I remember when I saw that in the trailer thinking, why would Winston be asking him what he wants when he's the one who just excommunicated him? Yeah. You know, so we already knew that like at some point in the film, they were going to be okay again. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that that like, we could have gotten the line of what he wanted without seeing who asked him. Yeah, yeah. I got that, yeah. Because the whole time I was like, all right, when are they going to get back? Exactly. And once I saw him, like, that, okay, that's why. Right. Like, it made sense. Mm-hmm. But it was just something that I thought they didn't need to show in the trailer. Because for anybody paying attention like us, it was very clear that, like, oh, well, this has to happen because. Yeah. Right. Which no one in the theater was like, oh, what? When they, he said the line. So I was like. Man, I wish Jeff was here. Oh, <laughs> man. In my theater, everybody clapped. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> you yeah. get the bad theater now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got the bad theater. <laughs> but yeah, man. I feel like this is not really a Matrix versus John Wick conversation. Shit, I forgot about the Matrix. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just the breakdown. Oh, well, what were your thoughts on, you know, the two? The, you know, the differences or the similarities between the Matrix and... So, I... I'm with you in the fact that, like, I think The Matrix is one of the greatest movies ever. (laughs) And it's just such a pillar of filmmaking and cinema and just technology and all these things, right? And John Wick is never going to be any of those things. Mm -hmm. I don't think John Wick is ever going to be a standout pillar of cinema as far as just, like, what it does to the landscape of film or any of those things, for technology, any of that. But that doesn't mean that it's bad, right? It's just the Matrix was a different type of thing, yeah. you know? Um, and so I think that the Matrix, the first one, I think that film was done a disservice by its sequels. Ah. You know? So you don't feel like it actually made more sense when the other two came up and, as a, I guess, as a trilogy, I mean, the meaning of... The whole thing. Story-wise, it all still kind of worked, right? You Like, you had to wrap that thing up. Yeah. I just don't know if there was ever anything they could have done that could have elevated the films from the original. Oh, okay. You know what that I mean? Makes, like, yeah, the yeah. original, it, it was such a hit, and it was such a, I've never seen this before, that there was almost zero way that they could improve on it. You know, and even the things they they did to try and improve, like we talked about the Neo versus the Smiths fight and all those things or like the twins or like all that stuff. Like, sure, it was still wonderful to look at, but it just wasn't going to top the feeling of that first one. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't we couldn't beat that first high, you know. And so I feel like it lost a lot of people. It did. And even if we're not even talking about action, just in general, you know through the, I guess, philosophical ways that you can go through a movie, mm-hmm. we lost people on the second and third one. Yeah. The first one's like, oh, wow, this is basically like what we are right now. Mm-hmm. The whole battery thing, cool. Second and third one, you kind of have to watch it again. Because me, I want to admit, I was just like, all right, where's the action? All right, this is cool. This kind of makes sense. I mean, how old was I? You know, I, was, I didn't know any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Watching it now, it's like, wow. Like, how did I not see this? Uh-huh. You know? So, I... I think people need to see it again and see if they feel the same way because it could be a completely different movie depending on how you look at it. Yeah. I think most people would end up feeling the same way though. You're right. <laughs> you know, what? You're, you're you right. know, 
And it's just because that's the way people watch movies. Yeah. You know? They, they don't... Yeah. Yeah. They, what they went into those sequels for, they were never going to get. Because they went into it for the feeling of the first one. And you just weren't going to get that because it was just impossible to replicate that. <sighs> you know? But yeah. with John Wick, the difference there is that I went into that first one, just like the first Matrix, went in not knowing what to expect. I saw the trailers and it looked decent. And so I went to see it and I was blown away by the first John mm-hmm. Wick, just like I was blown away by the Matrix, but not to the same level, obviously. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I was blown away by John Wick. I was not expecting it to be that good. And so I went into the sequel just hoping that it was as good as the first one. Oh, yeah. That's all I wanted. Just Same with the Matrix. Just wanted it to be as good as the first one. But the only difference. And the difference is... <laughs> The second Matrix was not as good as the first one, and the second John Wick was better than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and so it started to elevate, right? And then, the, like, like we said, the Matrix films' general consensus is they kind of declined mm-hmm. over the three. And I think you can argue that the John Wick films get better. I don't know if I like three more than two. About the same, maybe? Probably about the same. I think that... What I like more about 2 is that 2 had a more developed plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and 3 kind of went more parallel with the first one in that it wasn't necessarily as much of a developed plot, but it was still enough story moving it along, you know, that it was kind of really more about the action sequences, yeah. which is fine. I mean, the third film in an action franchise, I'm okay that it's just more about the action. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm totally cool with that. But yeah, so I don't really know between two and three which one I like better. I'd like to watch them both again and compare again. But it's still easy to argue that the Wick films are getting better. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's so interesting because I feel like with both franchises... Keanu was made to play those roles. Yeah. You know, he just falls so perfectly into both franchises. How that came to be? Right? But yeah, he plays it extraordinary. It's just his dedication, man. Like that's, people can say what they want about Keanu. I mean, for years, people, well, for years, people said that he wasn't that great of an actor. I mean, that was always the consensus. Uh, Uh, But whether you think he's an incredible actor or not, he puts in enough work to make it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he gets in those sets and and those roles where it requires more from him physically, mentally, whatever, mm-hmm. he delivers 200%. Yeah. You know, and he does the months and months of training and you know, 12-hour training days and all these things that most stars won't do, yeah, especially at that age. Yeah. But even outside of, I mean, even back when he was younger and Mm. dealing with the Matrix, you know, 20 years ago, he was still that guy. And most stars are not willing to put in that level of work. Yeah. Not for it to end up just being like a three-month film and then they're they're out, you know? (laughs) And and Actually, you know what? Going back to the Matrix and John Wick, like the way he delivers the the lines on each, you know, character, Mm -hmm. you look at his interviews and it's like night and day. Yeah. So it's like how are you pulling this off? And then so calmly, and then this one, you're pulling it off, but you had that raw feeling, yeah. you know? it just Because he's a better actor than people give him yes. credit for. 
And that doesn't mean that he was always incredible. I mean, he wasn't that great in the beginning, but he wasn't doing roles that was that were pushing him. I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. Bill and Ted was not going to push him to be, you know. Which I'm, I'm really curious on how they're going to bring out the third one. The third yeah. one? Oh, we should have waited to have like a trilogy, trilogy battle. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no. going to wait. We no? can do another one. We can do another one. I ain't going to wait. Matrix <laughs> versus John Wick versus Bill and Ted? No? Oh, clear winner, you know, Bill and Ted, of course. He hasn't even come out yet. Come on. I'm I'm, I'm willing to bet in Bill and Ted, he's also going to ask for a lot of guns. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, that's so that's that's my thoughts on uh on the Matrix versus John Wick. I I I love both franchises. I mean, I for the Matrix franchise, I pretty much just love the Matrix. <laughs> you know, I I enjoyed the other two films, but I really will I don't need to ever see uh reloaded in revolutions i don't need to ever see them again <laughs> but i will watch the first matrix anytime it's on yeah it's uh it's a, it's a, it's a, sorry i got that stuck in my head but um yeah matrix trilogy as a collective cool it's it gives it much more meaning than john wick right so we remember it but like you said two and three i can do without watching them right yeah but with john wick I, any of them i'll watch those again oh yeah i watched the second one before i went to go watch the third one <laughs> Especially the second time around, I told my sister, like, hey, we got to watch it. Like, oh, I already watched it. Cool. We're going to watch it right now. It was perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Anything else you wanted to say about these uh, this trilogy battle? Uh, That's a no. Actually, wait, wait. I, I do, actually. <laughs> I do. Because we, we did just, I know it's the trilogy battle, but I want to get your opinion on mm. Halle Berry's performance. Oh. Because I wasn't too fond of it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I expected a little more. Not expected, but I wish she did more of the, I guess, physical aspect of it. Because she did have just a shitload of guns or bullets. So what exactly are you saying that you didn't care for? I wish it was more hands-on with, like, I guess, uh, hand-to-hand combat. Oh, so then you're not commenting on her performance. You're commenting on the fact that they didn't give her more hand-to-hand fights. Yes, yes. Okay, well then that's, yeah, that's completely different than commenting on what she did that she can't just improv a fight scene so you know um i didn't really have any gripes with Mm -hmm. the amount of action she had i thought the way they built the character was just fine i mean she had been basically retired for quite some time you know she was just one of the managers now and that was clearly just more her thing was Mm -hmm. guns versus hand-to-hand stuff I didn't really have any problem with that. No. Uh, I mean, she still did some hand-to-hand combat. She definitely she did some armbar takedowns and different flips and stuff. But that's what she had the dogs for. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really have any any gripe with that. I mean, I guess for me more when we had that episode, I said that I want to see her do more action. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Here we, we're gonna get it. So I guess I just expected it higher than you know than I thought it would be. I get it, but if you really think about it, end of the day. John Wick doesn't do all that much hand-to-hand. He did more in this one than he did. He did more uh, yeah. in this one than we've seen. Yes. But. Yeah, you're right. You're it's, right. It's, mo- it's mostly gun action. Yeah. That's yeah. most of what the John Wick franchise is. But, I mean, he did, obviously, in this one, he got more, like, swords and. <laughs> the knife scene. The yeah. knife scene. Like, he, he definitely got mm-hmm. more hand-to-hand stuff in this one, which is going to what we were saying before about how they keep adding more elements to him throughout the films. Yeah. Which is great. But yeah, I don't know if I really, in my mind, I don't see John Wick as a hand-to-hand combat guy. Mm. 
Like, he's walking around in a bulletproof suit with a bunch of guns. Yeah. And he's, like, just going to go stylistic Punisher on you, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, ooh, who wins? John Wick or the Punisher? Oh, shit. You know what? That has to be another one. I can't even think of that one. Come on. Do it right Damn. now. Uh, right now. I'd have, to, I'd have to say Punisher. You think Punisher survives? I think Punisher survives. Yes. Ooh. He would. I can picture. I know he would survive that fall. Nobody survives that fall. That okay, was, in a movie, in a movie, yes, like, I just see him more surviving it than John Wick. But but even outside the fall, like, no, them yeah. fighting each other. Ah. Oh, I'm talking John Punisher. Wick versus Punisher, Punisher. In, a, in a gunfight. <laughs> ah, man, that's a hard one. Right. I, still say, I still say Punisher. You say Punisher? I say Punisher. Oh, man, that, that's, that's tough. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't. You, yeah, you put me on so like, hey, come on, call. It. I'm like, I, yeah, I, Punisher, Punisher. I don't know, man. I don't know if Punisher is is an easy walk away with that one. John got some skills, man. He does. He does. The only difference is that Punisher usually has like machine guns with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. He's like running around with Uzis. But yeah, I don't know. That'd be a tough one. I know I'm, I'm like put you on the spot, and now I'm saying I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be at the rooftop just waiting for him to fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, I that that could go either way. Yeah. Oh, they should do a uh, Bat in the Sun should do a battle with the oh, two of them. Oh shit! Yes, I would love to see that Punisher versus Wick. I want to see be that. Sick. It'd be dope. I'm gonna comment on one of theirs. He's <laughs> like, "Hey, do this." Yeah, just, I, I they, love those. They might need to do that. All right, I don't really want to talk anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm I'm spent. Yeah. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we need to talk though, uh, and figure out how we're going to do next month for, to, uh, heads up for next month. There may be a week or two that we're off. Possibly. Possibly. There's like traveling and work. And so we're trying to figure out if we're going to like, if we have the time to bank an episode that Mm -hmm. we can release, but you know, our episodes tend to be so like based on what's happening that week that it's hard to kind of get a week ahead. Uh, but who knows? Maybe we'll find a way to do like an interview with somebody or something that we can kind of bank. We'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys listening don't need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Although you're exactly the ones that need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll figure that out. And then uh, yeah, me and you, we gotta talk about this digital thing that you got. We got stuff to talk about. Yeah. And then next week we gotta. You guys are gonna be looking forward to us just either loving or hating a movie. So. Oh, that's right. Aladdin is next week. It, all right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm blue. Da boo dee da boo da. Anyway, is that supposed to be like genie's genie's theme intro song? song? <laughs> <laughs> He's blue. Da boo dee da boo da. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No. Yeah. Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. Hammer pants, man. Hammer, Hammer pants. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Fourth Wall. As always, I am your glorious host, Jeff Wood. <laughs> And I am here with the enigmatic. Oh wow, Henry Marquis. That's right. Yeah, you can be right. an enigma. All right. Yeah, you an enigma. You're, you like Edward Nigma. Edward. Yeah, man. You the Riddler. All right. All right. Stay. I'll, I'll roll with it. I'll roll there with it. you go. See. I'll roll with it. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. That's a wrap. We out. Cut. That's a cut. That was awesome. Cut. Cut. Yeah. Cut.